The mother put the porcelain spoon. The mother drew back and poured the little girl back. But the mother did not hear the old voice. The mother. Experience the heartwarming story of a mother's love that knows no bounds, titled The Mother, written by Nobel Prize-winning author Pearl S. Buck. It's a story of love, sacrifice, and the universalism of motherhood that transcends race and borders, told through an account of an unnamed mother living in rural China in the early 20th century. Get the audiobook right now at radio.cgtn.com or any major podcast platform. Simply search for the Books and Beyond podcast and key in the mother. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable with myself, He Young. I'm joined by Ding Hung and Pearl. Coming up, it's probably no coincidence that the fashion trend of dopamine dressing has been on the rise after a global pandemic, and now Barbiecore has arrived with its hot pink invasion. So it looks like it's time to jump on this season's bravest trend. Come on, let's go party! Our podcast listeners can find us at Roundtable China on Apple Podcast. When you're there and you're so inclined, please give us a five-star review. It will help other folks find the show. And there's got to be questions you want to raise and hear us discuss. So share it with us, would ya? There's a place to do it. EZFMRoundtable at Foxmail.com. Emails are fine, but voice memos are always better. Your voice could be featured in our Heart to Heart segment. And now on Roundtable, as we continue today's discussion, post-pandemic fashion has mostly been about one thing: high voltage shades and mood boosting. Dopamine dressing, or we say in Chinese, "duobaan chuanda." Just when we thought the tides are changing in 2023, there has been a brief interruption of the quiet luxury fashion trend. In Chinese, we call it "jingshuo." But no, no, not yet. Barbiecore is here. The first live-action movie about the titular doll has earned nearly 775 million U.S. dollars, or close to 5.5 billion yuan already, making it one of the highest-grossing films of the year globally. The pink mania means dopamine dressing will most likely continue to brighten the wardrobe of fashionistas. And what is dopamine dressing, and why has it been trending since Fashion Week 2022? Pearl, I know you've done some research <laughs> on this. Give us your thoughts. Yeah, I mean, dopamine dressing is it deals with dressing happy. If you feel happy and you want to look happy, you dress.、Uh, That kind of mood, you know, in a sense, and so dressing in bright colors, especially you spoke about Barbie and the signature color of Barbie is pink, and so that color would be associated with,、um, I guess, dopamine dressing. But I mean, when you talk about when this trend started picking up steam, it was during the time when、uh, the pandemic hit. You know, so a lot of people shift the way they dressed, and putting away their ankle boots, swapping them for slippers, and jeans gave way for joggers, or、um, I guess also leggings. A lot of people started wearing leggings, even though some people don't like leggings. <laughs> Women wearing leggings, to be more specific, but there are people that. 
wear those things now uh, or those type of outfits or trousers or pants and you also saw people shedding their oversized blazers and becoming you know going for extra I guess cozy jumpers and uh, those look cute though I must say and so that's just indicated that people wanted to look comfortable and dress comfortable so when you look at slippers and joggers or uh, leggings that those type of outfits they indicate comfort so people opted for comfort so that they also feel happy inside so they look happy and they do feel happy inside so that's when we saw this trend picking up during that time of uh, uh of the pandemic when people you know were in lockdown and so now you can see that a new trend of a uh, sartorial trend is taking over that is what they call it dopamine when you dress the way that you know the clothing that you have on it reflects your mood or maybe some people might not even really feel that happy but they want to be seen as happy they want to appear that they are happy so that's how the whole trend has developed over the last three years and um, I mean when you look at what psychologists say uh, I mean Dr. Dawn Karen who's a fashion psychologist coined the term in her book dress your best life um, like the same um, the name suggests dopamine dressing also called mood enhancing dressing uh, releases a, a rush of the feel-good neurotransmitters or happy hormones as the psychologist says that I mean she knows best I guess <laughs> but I must as a person I will actually attest to this because even myself I do dress happy sometimes <laughs> I may not be dressed happy today but I think on a specific like on a Monday that's when you would maybe most likely see me dressed my best way, you know, dress in a way that looks happy because I, I like to start my Mondays happy <laughs> to set the tone for the week. So you might see me dressed in colors or not even in bright colors, but, you know, in a certain outfit that says this person is ready for this week. <laughs> so that, that's how I would describe my own dopamine dressing. It's, you know, how I start the week. Well, the thing is, um, people's ideas change, even if it's one person. Can I use myself as one example here? Like I used to love dressing in black and I went through the gothic teenager phase as well <laughs> and then once you get a bit older and uh especially i think it's the pandemic and then one day i realized that oh my goodness how come that myself included and the other three people that i work closely with at work were all dressed in black and it's like have we agreed to go to an imaginable um, funeral that no one got the memo of, but how come we're still dressed in black? And I was like, no way. You know, after the pandemic, I really want to bright up my mood. And I can start by accessorizing, by dressing some colors. And um, this we can go into a bit of depth later. But there is this interesting psychology behind how we dress and how we feel and there is an interesting can't really tell you know egg or chicken kind of uh story here but it affects your mood and don't we want to feel good about ourselves especially after the last few years with um everything that's going on in the world so anyhow 
dopamine dressing has officially arrived in China this summer uh, season. It has exploded, and Ding Hong.、Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> You've done your research and fashion. Thank you very much. And how did it got so popular here in China? Well, it's largely、uh, thanks to China's、uh, younger generation, or, or more specifically, the Gen Z. These people are seeking to wear that kind of happiness or joyfulness on their. You know, bodies physically, thereby giving rise to this kind of a、uh, fashion trend called dopamine dressing、uh, style. I think it's、uh, largely characterized by a sort of、um, brightly colored hues, and this new fashion style is believed to have first emerged among university students here in China.、Uh, basically, we're talking about a fashion blogger. Who goes by the name Bai Zhou Xiaoxiong in Chinese? Uh, uh, this person has carried this trend forward with her more than three million followers on Douyin, namely the Chinese version of TikTok, as well as one million fans on Xiaohongshu,、uh, namely a lifestyle sharing platform, and another two hundred and eighty thousand fans on China's YouTube-like channel Billy Billy. So in the meantime, I think later on some of the、uh, celebrities have also picked that up. Then it's really ended up spreading all over the internet. For example, Kang Kang and Yeye, which is an 86-year-old uh, senior uh, influencer, joined a particular online challenge called Dopamine Emotional Dressing Style. He ended up. Gaining more than two hundred and fifty-five thousand likes, so I guess following this kind of frenzy, internet users have basically followed suit, sharing their dopamine outfits and describing such kind of a dressing style, you know, as emotional, healing, and a kind of a mood enhancer. So I, I guess, and I think in the meantime, there are also some people pointing to this style as a way to express their Individuality and even a way to push themselves to to really step out of their own comfort zone and seek new possibilities. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is, and it's quite the departure from minimalistic or monochrome kind of、um, fashion style. And I think that burst of, of course, this is a little bit of a generalization. Colors. This seems to be like the biggest hallmark of dopamine dressing, but it it really it speaks loud. It it sort of shouts out to the world like I want to be seen and I want to be this colorful butterfly or whatever it is, and I want to express yourself.、Mm. And fashion has always been about self expression, and it. Echoes the time in history we are in, and I think for well since 2022, that particular time when people could get out, could try to resume our lives, and also for some of us, kind of reconnect with the consumerism again. And people are showing their 
may I say true colors, were certainly bright colors in that sense. And just when you thought dopamine dressing was quieting down, note quiet luxury, so jingshu was a welcome trend for like two minutes. And just to offer you a little bit of a glossary explanation here, quiet luxury is defined as clothing of the highest quality, but also clothing that has timelessness is supposedly sophisticated and understated. And then came Barbie core 2023 summertime, and it pushes dopamine dressing to a new high. Pearl, do you agree it's time to think pink? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I mean, pink, pink. <laughs> pink is a great color, I think. I love, I, I love the color pink, and I've seen some people who wear pink really well. And so it depends also on your skin tone, you know. Some colors go well with certain uh, skin tones. And I don't know, have I tried pink before? I'm not sure if I've, yeah, I'm not sure about myself. What's stopping you, girl? Like, it's not something that I ever think would suit me. That's the thing, you know. But Why not? I don't know. I'll okay, try we're going it. pink I'll, together I'll next week. I'll try it then. I'll try it. Yeah. But I've seen some people, <laughs> even men who wear pink really well, because, you know, some people associate the color with femininity and stuff like that. But I don't think that's right. I think everyone can wear pink, male mm. or female. And I've seen men who look really good in, uh, in the color pink. Yeah. And yellow. I think yellow suits me better though. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah. think yellow suits you really nice and maybe gold would, would be nice. But also, if you, okay, this is going bold, pink and yellow, but you have to also sort of um, try to see if they're of um, a matching shade. And then if you put these two together and then that's like the classic example of dopamine dressing it's pink like, you know, two... yellow and yeah okay um, then i would say pink yellow and white maybe mm. yes or or maybe black uh white or black both are kind of neutral to sort of tone it down a little bit and uh black uh, and yellow go well together i don't know about pink yes, and black of course it does black you're, and you're... yellow black and yellow <laughs> mm. Remember yeah. that song? Well, the thing is, it's not as though wearing pink is anything revolutionary. Um, in fact, when we're talking about Barbie core, hot pink, could it be um, seen as rather regressive? Well, the thing is, n none of us have watched the movie yet. And I have to say, initially, when I saw that, um, you know, this movie was in the making, I totally dismissed the idea. But now, with all the buzz around it, and um, apparently there is this attempt of rebranding Barbie, which is, you know, one of those conventional gender stereotypical dolls, to rebrand that into possibly a feminist icon. I think this is quite the feat, but it, I'm kind of fascinated by the idea. So anyway, do you think that, you know, with this, uh, all this popularity around the world of this hype surrounding Barbie core, could pink be given new meaning in a way? I think so. Um, I mean, Barbie has been around for uh, decades and people love these dolls and they have, you know, I mean, most people 
grew up with Barbie dolls or something similar to it. So they as they can associate, they can relate to the doll or having a, the doll in their lives. And so growing up now seeing this uh, movie, I think that's why it's it's become this popular. People know the character. They feel like they grew up with this character. And so they want to see the character in real life. And um, it seems like people are enjoying it. Now, when it comes to the message of it, um, you, you touched on the feminist icon bobby being a feminist icon i haven't seen it myself but i think it touches on that i've heard some criticisms from people who say it's too woke so whenever people mention the word woke i think it it leans to a certain uh, narrative or ideology and so you have to judge for yourself so i would have to go and uh watch the movie and judge for myself as to what message it's transmitting or sending out there from a layman's um perspective i mean a layman of the in of the fashion industry i feel like um pink is becoming a universal color not only you know a color for male for female but all but also in the meantime for male like um about a decade ago i i got my first pink colored t-shirt i think but uh, yeah. back then, it took me quite some gut and a courage to put on and to go Aww. to the office to show that off to my colleagues. But nowadays, like um, last year, when my wife bought me a pink colored shoes, this kind of idea that you need some gut and a courage to put on that shoes is, is, was really non-existent. So there is a, this uh, <laughs> evolution and, you know, change of mindsets. So it's good. I mean, when we talk about, you know, Barbie film, whatever message it is trying to send to the society, uh, a basic message I can read is, you know, this a man and a woman are equal, you know, equal in a real sense of equality. So something mm-hmm. are universal. They can apply to both genders. Yeah, I love that message that you're sending to us, Ding Ha. And <laughs> I remember seeing you wear pink and I remember talking to other people, like just, just sort of like a nod, kind of, you know, one sentence comment. I'm like, this is a man who's comfortable with his masculinity. So I think it's really cool to um, to embrace pink, even if it's like a little bit uncomfortable at first um, in, in, in this sense. But also when you look at this whole Barbie story, yeah, she's been around since 1959. So for Chinese little girls, though, I think um, not many of us had Barbie dolls. Um, she wasn't really around. Uh, my life when I was growing up, and I don't ever remember feeling any kind of t- connection to her because she's blonde. You know, the, the the toy company behind the brand, Mattel, has added different skin colors, different occupations for Barbie uh, throughout all these decades. But I just never really felt any kind of connection 
with her, especially the impossible body portion of that doll. Yeah, as a grown woman, I mean, for years I thought, no way am I, if I have a daughter one day, would I want to introduce this doll to her? Because, you know, subconsciously you're looking up to, oh, this is what possibly an ideal woman would look like. And that and what the doll represented all those years in history, it's just not speaking to my values. So that's sort of the other side of the story of, I guess, the controversy surrounding Barbie and also making this movie kind of interesting. But all in all, you know what? The doll was created or the Barbie brand was created to sell toys to little girls. And, you know, all this hype is also partially or if not mainly due to um, a toy company that is struggling to make its toys relevant to a new generation of consumers again and the wall-to-wall coverage of pink in America and some of the other countries where this um, advertising machine has really, you know, geared up towards. It's about selling a toy. So sorry to burst the bubble a little bit. Um <laughs> <laughs> Behind the feminism or not story, this is about selling a toy. Well, I don't know. Well, they've gone all out with the marketing. I would agree with that. The company itself that makes these dolls. But I don't know how much they are involved in the making of the movie. Of course, they have to because it's part of uh, their, I guess, copyright brand uh, and so on. Yeah. But uh, the idea of the movie might come from somewhere else. But then again, you also have, remember the song, Come on, Barbie, let's go party. I mean, people Aqua? really, people really <laughs> love uh, the yeah. these dolls for some reason. So, I mean, I'm not surprised at how much people are responding to uh, the movie itself. And it also speaks to people's desires in terms of fashion sense and the trends. I mean, I've seen Mm. some of the promotional um, photo shoots that they've been doing at the cinemas with the box, the Barbie, the human size Barbie doll box. People dressed in, you know, amazing fashions. You know, I love those. Uh, I've seen, I've seen uh, some of the photographs on social media, and they look amazing. I must agree, men and women, and uh, most of them have the color pink, and they have also reimagined what they would like to look like as uh, Barbies themselves. So some people may have even like black colors, but it looks cute, like cute dresses but they are black in color. Others are wearing yellow, so it's not specifically pink. But yeah, when when you also buy the Barbie doll, the set, it can come in different colors, the, the outfits of the doll. Mm. So people loved, I mean, as much as we loved growing up as, as children, loved dressing those little dolls up with those little outfits that, they, that come with the doll. I guess people are now getting in touch with their, you know, I guess with their inner child (laughs) and they are now getting that freedom to dress themselves up uh, in a similar way as they are this idol this doll idol (laughs) which is Barbie Mm. so they are going all out to look fashionable as fashionable as they can you know to match their 
little Barbie dolls, I guess. It's not something I would do. Or maybe I would. I don't know. <laughs> I think that's perfectly fine to do that. And of course, with this kind of craze or this kind of whatever you call it that is happening, then there are going to be people who are eye rolling. And there are going to be people who want to get in. And of course. To each their own. But looking up some information about this movie, apparently it was Warner Brothers and also Mattel, the toy company, teaming up to do a movie. And also they very smartly decided that they have employed a female director. And it's Greta Gertwig. Oh my goodness. She is so talented. And she's... A young female director who's got Oscar nominations already for Lady Bird, I believe. And also she directed Little Women. So also, you know, feminist credentials, um, super talented credentials. And to get her on board to tell a new story about Barbie and the movie's most possibly well executed. So this all sounds to me just a a win-win and pretty successful business venture but still selling toys i think this is all <laughs> behind to me at least to me and this also speaks to in my opinion possibly a lack or maybe diminishing creativity in hollywood because nowadays it's just the safe option to pick an existing franchise that everybody knows uh, or, or a lot of people know and um, a lot of people love it and they're like me, maybe a lot of people here in this country who don't really care and don't really know much about it. But anyhow, it's an existing IP uh, intellectual property and it is safe bet for one to make a movie on. And, you know, it's a, a lot of investment that has to go into a, a project like that. Anyhow, okay, so hey guys, dopamine dressing, if we may get back to that, because that's essentially what this is about, is part fashion, part mindfulness. Could you help us explain what is the connection between the color, what we wear, and how we feel? Well, there is a theory called um, enclosed cognition, which basically teaches us that the attributes we associate with um, some particular cloth are incredibly powerful. When we wear these clothing, the association have the power to change the way we feel and even change the way we behave. So, for example, if you associate a yellow jumper with happiness, then you will embody that feeling of happiness when you wear it. I guess this kind of connection between clothing and emotional well-being is not anything new because we have um, some earlier studies published by some uh, universities uh, actually more than a decade ago, um, you know, basically revealing about a very strong link or connection between clothing and mood, uh, suggesting that people should wear certain clothes to lift their mood. So basically, uh, to quote something uh, from uh, a, a behavioral psychologist and author of the book called The Psychology of Fashion, this um, psychologist named Caroline Mayer, I guess, uh, when we feel good in uh, about what we are wearing, we tend to be more confident. When we are confident, we are able to exert influence through our confidence alone. And when we feel good, we are likely to be perceived as looking good too, as our posture, voice, and other kind of um, 
nonverbal aspects will will be more positive as well. That's great. So as we've demonstrated, as minimalism bows out and trends like dopamine dressing and barbecue rise, maybe it's time to revise the old adage to girls and everyone else just want to have some fun. And no matter how bold and bright you decide to go, I think your outfit should always make you look and feel good, literally. And if it doesn't, head back to your closet and try again. And that brings us to the end of today's roundtable. Thank you so much, Ding Hung and Pearl, for joining the show. Thank you for tuning in. I'm He Young. We'll see you next time.